Quasi-political things, healthcare, sports, and entertainment. I want to talk about church. I'm on I'm on a podcast with with my my boy Dr. Myron Edmonds, and he's a pastor of Grace Community Fellowship Church in Cleveland, Ohio, and he's been a contributor to the show for many many years. And a friend, I've known Myron for 40 years. And Myron has this, has this fantastic ministry that is geared towards men. So he's really focused on creating safe spaces where men can talk about issues pertinent to their lives. So, so men struggle with admitting weakness and, and men struggle from a societal perspective. Men don't want to talk about their grief. They don't want to talk about their vices. They don't want to talk about issues that they're having in relationships. They don't, they don't want to talk about areas of growth. And Dr. Myron Edmonds, he's really geared his ministry towards supporting men and mostly adult men. And there are men out there that, that are going through the motions daily, right? They're, and Isaac Palmer Jr., when he comes in, he, he talks about this. They're, they're running companies or advancing in their career. They're doing big things they're they're getting terminal degrees they're they're working in commerce and they're struggling with with vices they're struggling with pornography they're struggling with gambling they're struggling with anger they're struggling with depression and so dr edmund's goal is to create a safe space not just people need professional help but to create a safe space where men can talk about their issues and feel like they're not judged, and feel like they're not labeled as weak. I think for men, that's the biggest thing, is we don't want to be labeled as weak. And I learned a lot this time last year. You know, I talk about my issues with grief. That's what I've been struggling with. Losing my grandfather and my mother, who are really my two best friends, losing them in the same couple of weeks was was disastrous for me. I remember going from eating dinner with my family and my mom's cooking and we're all yucking it up and being a family. Next week, mom was like, hey, I'm not feeling too good. A week after that, she was in the hospital. I never had dinner with my mom again. I didn't know that I was only going to talk to my mom once or twice after that after that family dinner that we had in, in late September of 2021. And as my mom was, was on a ventilator and, and deteriorating from COVID, and I was only allowed to see my mother. One of the terrible things about COVID, when people are in the hospital with COVID on the COVID wing, you only get an hour with them a day because COVID is so contagious. And I had to basically put on a spacesuit to spend time with my mother. And I watched her deteriorate. Well, I'm watching my mom deteriorate at the hospital. I'm watching my grandfather deteriorate at the nursing home and at home. And while my mom was, was on a ventilator from COVID, my, my grandfather dies.
and we're putting a funeral together and we're we're I'm going to to Royal Funeral Home and and helping my uncle and my grandmother make arrangements and I'm going to find a suit and tie and all of those things. We're burying my grandfather who I was extremely close to and my mother is in the hospital with COVID dying. I actually stepped out of my grandfather's funeral to go visit my mother who was on a ventilator. And I held that grief around for, for, for many, many months and, and struggled with that. So Dr. Edmonds provides this, this safe space. One of the other things that he discusses as a pastor is the concept of people going to church and people are leaving the church in droves. You know, this is the first time in American history that there, there are more people that identify as non-religious than religious. Atheism um, and, and agnostic faith or, or, or conceptual beliefs have reached an all-time high. And during COVID, even people that go to church were kind of stepping back from church because it was dangerous to go to church. And we're under national lockdown. It was dangerous to go to church. You had limitations in most states on how many people could be in a room. You definitely didn't want to expose elderly people potentially to getting COVID. And a lot of churches stepped up their game as far as the ability to produce a television show. So watching church on TV became common. My grandmother and I, spend hours and hours watching church on TV, watching sermons on TV, watching concerts on TV. And it's very convenient to, to get up on, on the weekend and you got your pajamas on or, or, or you got your robe on, you're sitting there watching church. So now that we're a little bit away from that and people are getting back into church, you realize you're going through the rigmarole of getting up, getting dressed, putting on a suit, going to the church, the sit-up, excuse me, the stand-up, sit-down element, the, the doxology and, and the promenade, all of those things. You got the praise team at, at some churches, depending on, at my church at least, got praise team that's fantastic, but singing eight, nine songs. I talked to a lot of my friends, and they're just not as interested in that as they were three or four years ago. I wasn't really that interested in it three or four years ago. Now, I'm the, I'm the son of a preacher. I'm the grandson of a preacher. I'm the great-grandson of a preacher. I studied theology my first couple of years at, at the Oakwood University. So I might be a little bit of a, a, a snob. My grandfather was C.E. Bradford. He was a legendary minister. <laughs> so I grew up around some good preaching. My, my father is no slouch on, on, on the MIC. But as Dr. Edmonds talks about on, on his podcast, the, the Get Your Shift, S-H-I-F-T podcast, people are, are leaving the church. Pastors are struggling with the, with the strategies on how to get people to come back to the church. And I want to talk about my own experience. We, we recently had a revival. I go, to, I go to Riverside SDA Church in Nashville, Tennessee, in Cashville. And my wife is very heavily involved on, on praise team and greeting, all of that stuff, ushering. She's just an amazing woman. And I wanted to support her, so I've really been coming out physically to church more. Now, I didn't go to church as much, partially because I'm a little bit immunocompromised because of having Lyme. But I've had, I've had COVID twice and really didn't have any major issues with it. But partially, I just wanted to stay at home and, and watch church on TV. I'm not against the spiritual element of church. I just was tired of getting up and getting dressed and going to church. I was like, if I could watch it on TV, what's the difference? 
so I we had a two week revival, and the pastor of my church, Doctor Gordon Jones, had a really good revival. I hadn't been to a church revival in a long time, and it was two weeks. And in the two weeks, he probably baptized you know maybe a dozen people. And I just want to speak from my own experience. I had not been going to church basically for three years. You know, I hadn't I hadn't sat in a church. I hadn't gone through getting dressed, going, putting a suit on, all of that stuff. I hadn't gone through that. I hadn't gone through being there physically. And I'm going to say, I just have to speak from my own experience. I just got to keep it 100. It's a difference being in church. I'm not telling you what to do with your spiritual life. And I'm not telling that you're going to go to hell if, if you watch church on TV or if you don't do. I'm not I'm not one of those people. I would get into the whole. I don't want to be iconoclastic, but I would get into the whole how how churches in general try to control people and that their corporations in many in many instances, they think like big businesses. It's not all Jesus with the church. And if you if you believe that. Then I have a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. I think that people generally have good intentions. But if you don't think that there that there are people that use that control for their own gain, you you would be incorrect. Because we've seen that even in the Bible times. Many of the people that Jesus associated with, he was getting out of that life. But it was really, really good to be in the house of the Lord. It was really, really good. If you take all the the political stuff of the church and and all of the globalization, just to be there in church with other believers praising God. Listening to the word of God and being compelled to surrender their lives to God, that was powerful for me. And it was a it was a very good experience. It's, like I said, I hadn't been to church in consistently. You know, I ducked my head in a couple of times, but I hadn't been to church like going weekly or going much less going five times in one week. I hadn't had that experience in, in three years. And to see people, the, the the time and energy people put into that, the vibe, it just seemed different. It was different than, than pre-COVID. I think the people that come to church post-COVID, they know the risks. They missed out on the fellowship. They missed out on the camaraderie. They missed out on the music. They missed out on what church brings into their lives. And it was just a different vibe. You know, I, think, I don't think anyone goes to church anymore that's kind of on the fence. So I think the vibe is different. People are there because they want to be there. And I, I just wanted to share that. It was a great experience for me. It was enlightening. And, and I'm really grateful for it. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life and, and what you should believe and what denomination you should belong to. And I'm not going to Joel Osteen and I'm not going to say that if you're a good person, <laughs> that, that your life will be fantastic and you'll be blessed with money and favor. I'm just going to say I hadn't been to church in almost three years physically, definitely in the Bible, definitely in engrossed in, in my particular denomination, but, but to be there physically and to see people praising and to see people giving their, their hearts to, to Christ, it was powerful for me. Lance J. Show. Paragon 7, Seven. Studios. Studios. James Lewis. Shout out to all them guys, man. Rashid Wallace, you know, you know, Katino Mobley, you know, um, 
Sean Red Smith, Terrell Stokes, you know, all of those guys. A lot of them are um, Philadelphia legends when it comes mm-hmm. to the basketball. Right. You know, but I drop real numbers on them. <laughs> <laughs> so what would that make me? <laughs> Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. Are you jamming people up? Are you crossing people up? All of that. Are you? Or is all of the above? Yeah, I was. I was. Um, Similar to Iverson. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. I spent many years as a quality healthcare executive focused on risk scores, clinical operations, and value-based care contracts. I had the corner office, the nice house, the pool, and all of the perks corporate America offers. But in 2020, as the pandemic had us all on lockdown, I decided to open up Paragon 7 Studios as a full-service consulting firm focused on healthcare media. Our critically acclaimed daily HealthCast series features many of the brightest minds in the industry. Due to increased demand, we are actually expanding into executive production of short films and documentaries for our clients. Find us on LinkedIn or Instagram to talk about hourly rates. That's Paragon 7 Studios.